0: Solara Starr is a UK-based advanced law of attraction teacher trainer, coach, public speaker and leading wellness expert. She will share life-changing wisdom about the law of attraction and how you can use this powerful universal law to build a foundation for bigger and bolder manifesting results. It is time to create the life you deserve and with Solara's help, you will. And a very warm welcome to Manifesting Made Easy with myself, Solara Star. I'm here to help you master your manifestations and your life. And it feels absolutely incredible to be able to be with you and share some tips, tools and wisdom that have taken my manifesting practice from mediocre through to mastery. And that's my intention for you, is not to skate on the surface of basic manifestations, but to lead a fulfilling and uplifting life in every single area. So my journey with the law of attraction, as many of you would already know from listening to previous shows, started in 2006 and it hit my world with an absolute bang. I was excited and nervous and angry and frustrated all in one go. Excited because it meant that I had a way out of my miserable life at the time, I've balls in debt, single mum, struggling at a job that I didn't enjoy, feeling wrung out like a sponge most of the time. So excited that there was a doorway to a completely new reality, but frustrated, like, why on earth are you telling me this now? What the hell is wrong with you, universe? <laughs> but anyway, so my journey has brought me all these many, many years later to finding out some of the deeper dynamics of making the law of attraction work, which dive much deeper than some of the wonderful tools that we are gifted with in the beginning of our journey. So if you're listening to the show, it is telling me that you are ready to go on a much deeper dive. You're ready to take your manifestations from mediocre to mastery, and you're ready to learn some in-depth tools and wisdom to help you do just that. So over the course of many, many years, I was developing a deeper relationship with the universe, this wonderful, powerful, omnipresent, invisible force that always brought me the tips, tools, and wisdom that I needed to help me navigate through some of life's challenges. And I have to say, some of my biggest life challenges have been around relationships And I had no idea that we could use relationships as a phenomenal opportunity for personal growth. And in the 5D manifesting course, we are taking a much deeper dive into this on our soul contracts with people, with situations and with circumstances that can help us to unlock our next level. If we are only able to know how to read the metaphorical mirror of relationships to help us unlock our own extraordinary gifts. So if you haven't had a chance to look at the 5D manifesting, take a look at uh, podcasts, listeners and people on my moon events get 50% off as a gift from me to you. I would love to have you there. So take a look. I'll pop it in the show notes. But many, many times I felt myself in a place of being stuck wondering why I was doing all the work, but I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And multiple times, I would also ask the universe for help. So instead of saying, I can't, I would say to the universe, show me, what is my next step? What is it that I'm not seeing? What is it that I need to know? And by asking the universe this, I would always, and I mean always be presented with the next piece of my own puzzle. I would always get some new wisdom, some new insight, or a new opportunity that would help guide me in the direction of answering my question and in turn helping me then to bring my manifestation into fruition. So every time we listen to a podcast like this, or we open a new book, or we attend a new course, or we work with a coach, whatever it is we do, we're opening the doorway to a completely new vibrational level, a completely new frequency. So there's a massive part of me that just wants to give you a big hug right now and say huge congratulations. The fact that you're here, it's the universe answering one of your prayers, whether you asked it consciously or unconsciously. Whatever the information in this particular show is meant to bring, forth, bring to you, it is an answer to some of those deeper yearnings. So like I said, I asked the universe for help. Well, sometimes I screamed for help. Sometimes I stamped my feet. But I've become a bit more elegant and a bit more graceful in my latter years of manifesting. And by asking for help, I noticed through the various means, like I mentioned, it brought me the wisdom. And this particular wisdom that we're sharing today is another spiritual law, which works alongside the law of attraction. And if used correctly, can power up your manifestation practice. And drum roll, please, as I introduce to you the very powerful, very beautiful law of projection, which has both its yin and its yang. So the shadow aspect of the law of uh, projection can appear to be uncomfortable, um, stretching, humbling, and the positive can also be a deeper insight into our life purpose, our hidden gifts, and our hidden talents. So, I'm going to cover a little bit of those today in as much detail as I can in the time that we have. But, like I say, in the 5D manifesting course, we're going to be taking a much deeper dive with worksheets on working through everything that I'm going to be sharing with you today. But as soon as I began to understand that the law of projection is also one of the most powerful laws in the universe in relation to healing my shadow and revealing my soul's gift, that's when the game started to change. That's when I started to take a much deeper dive. So what is the law of projection? The law of projection teaches us that as human beings, we project our stuff, open quote, onto other people Thinking that what we are seeing is within them. When really it is an unrecognized aspect within ourselves. So when we first hear this, it can sound a little bit discombobulating, thought provoking, but you may want to listen to this podcast a couple of times because this, my friends, is where the powerful wisdom lies. So. It's important to remember that based on this, all external appearances in your world begin with your inward conditions. Your state of mind will absolutely create your perception of what you see in your world. Just like a projector that projects an image onto a screen, so does your mind project an image onto your life. So this is is powerful and important stuff. And as Diana Cooper says, all that we perceive outside of ourselves is a mirror of something within. Therefore, everything we see outside of ourselves is a projection. We project our issues, good and bad, onto other people and assume that it is within them, denying or not recognizing that actually the issue also lies within us. When we assume that someone else feels as we do, it is a projection. We are putting our feelings onto the other person. And Diana says, your life is what you experience. Other people experience it completely differently. So it's important to watch your projections and absolutely work on yourself, says Diana. Understanding this law offers enormous opportunities for personal and spiritual growth. And it's in one of my favorite books that I read right at the beginning of my journey. It's called A Little Light on Spiritual Laws by Diana Cooper. So I highly recommend buying that if you want to go into more of the spiritual laws, but also expand your consciousness and understanding of spiritual laws. But what I learned from what I was projecting and my character traits, I have to say it didn't feel particularly comfortable for me. So this is when I looked at the shadow aspect as the negative, although I don't believe it is negative. I believe it's actually positive because it gives us the opportunity to unhook some real real wisdom. But in the beginning, it felt totally uncomfortable to me. My ego absolutely squirmed when I had that heart-dropping realization that pretty much my whole life I'd been blaming everyone else for pretty much everything when I was the one that had been creating a lot of my experiences. I started to look at my relationships with other people that were triggering me and I also started to look at the story that I was telling myself about who they were, again projecting. And already having an understanding of soul contracts, you may want to listen to the previous episode if you're not up and together with my interpretation of soul contracts, but already having the understanding of soul contracts and our agreements, I absolutely embrace this opportunity for a deeper dive beyond the kind of egoic illusion to uncover what my lessons were, to help me see what I wasn't able to see so that I could work on aspects of myself that were creating the illusion that I was perceiving in other people. Knowing absolutely that it would help me to heal and expand my consciousness and unlock my next level of my soul journey. I remember when I first read this wisdom, I can't remember what book it is offhand, but it basically was sharing this wisdom that I'm sharing with you. And it said, think of somebody that, that's annoying you, pushing your buttons, upsetting you. And you know at that point, everybody was. So I could have written a huge, long, extensive list, but I had to settle on one. So I did at the time. I settled on one person that I was finding particularly triggersome. And then the book basically said to me to write down three things about their character that I don't like or that hurt me or upset me or make me angry. Now, I could have written a whole list of things, but I settled on three, as the book said, and I wrote down that he's controlling, he is manipulative, and he's a liar. And it felt good. My ego was loving like having this floor space and the stage to be able to make someone bad or wrong. I mean, I'm, I make that sound dramatic, but it was a part of me. There's a part of us that, you know, we, we feel a false sense of empowerment when we project our issues onto someone else. But as I continued to read this book, it then went on to say where do you do these things in your life and i wasn't expecting it it was like somebody did throat punched me <laughs> i was enjoying making someone else bad or wrong we're not enjoying it but it you know it it was something that i'd never done i'd never taken that responsibility in that way before So when I had to look at it and go, well, where am I controlling? And if I was really honest with myself, I was controlling in loads of areas of my life because I lived so much in fear that I had to control lots of circumstances and and, and certain things in order to make myself feel safe. So definitely controlling. It wasn't because I was a bad person, right? And a lot of these character traits that we find about ourselves, it's not because we're bad. There's usually some kind of fear or insecurity which then drives the perception of the projection. I could find it. I could find the manipulation. Definitely, I had spent my life trying to get my needs met in egoic ways. And it never got me the the close connections that I wanted to experience with other people. So this was a very important task for me, even though it was very, very difficult. And growing up in a family household where my dad was the king of manipulation, of course, I would have picked up on some of his tools. But the difference was is now I get to see that I get to do the work and I get to change that within me so that I no longer have to experience unhealthy relationships, separation. And no longer negate responsibility, blaming the other person when in actual fact I was doing exactly the same thing in a different way. And the last one was liar. Well, I have to say, and this is confessing openly now and publicly, <laughs> I definitely could put a tick to that one. I mean, I was lying to myself about being happy in my marriage at the time. I was smoking at the time and my husband at the time would say, have you just had a cigarette? And I'd go, no, with the smoke, you know, kind of like from the floor and the cig- coming out through the window for the cigarette that I just flicked. <laughs> I mean, I laugh about it now because I just think, You know, like I was lying and we all tell the odd white lie or the the big black lie, whatever you want to call it, but I could tick these things off the list. So how could I accuse him of being these things and I was just doing the same? So I was clearly in that situation projecting my issues onto him, thinking that what I was seeing was in him when in actual fact I was doing it myself. Now, I understand that this is a very delicate conversation with certain experiences we have in life. So please just take this information on the surface day-to-day relationship. Some of the deeper traumatic experiences are a completely different conversation. And if you would like to chat through some of those with me, then I'd more than happily arrange a consult call to help you go deeper in the understanding of this. I really just wanna honor the space of everybody that's listening. And share this information with integrity and delicacy and love. But the day-to-day things, take it, take time to explore some of what I'm saying and see if this has resonance with you. Sometimes we can't find the thing that is happening. And on another occasion, I call somebody rigid, excuse my French here, and up their own ass. I mean, how lovely. Imagine, imagine that I had to look where I was doing that. <laughs> Uh, and I couldn't find it to start with. So I said to the universe, show me, where do I do that? And it came to me about three weeks later. and I was, ho- I was like horrified actually, because I was like, oh my God, I do exactly the same thing. And knowing how I feel, being on the receiving end of that is horrible. So I must be making other people feel the same. So even though some of these awarenesses and opportunities for growth can be very difficult and very challenging to work through. The light that we experience at the end is absolutely worth it. So learning to hold up the metaphorical mirror and look where we are using the same character traits, even though it's difficult owning up and admitting to ourselves, our desire for freedom, And to move to the next level tends to outweigh our ego's pride. And despite some of the resistance we may experience, we absolutely keep going. So a bit like a fun house at a fairground, the image that you see is not a true reflection of what is. And understanding this can help you turn the mirror inwards and explore what you may be projecting onto other people. Now this works in the positive and in the negative, remember. There's no point in us stepping into toxic positivity and just focusing on the positive. It's really worth rolling up your sleeves and saying, right, I wanna take a deep dive, snorkel and all into my shadow and see what is going on underneath the surface that is keeping me vibrating at this dense energy. So that I can almost do a course correction, a realignment, and start taking responsibility, fixing those aspects within me, or instead of fixing something, we can create a new aspect of self. I'm a great believer that we're better spending time creating the new than trying to fix the old. Because eventually, as the new takes on this beautiful new energy and form, the old will absolutely become obsolete. So I created a new way of showing up of how I would prefer to be. Did I get different results? Absolutely. Did my relationships get closer? Absolutely. Did I find a deeper sense of spiritual expansion and enlightenment? Absolutely. Did my manifestations start to change and take on a different form and shape as a result? Absolutely. So when we are ready for a deeper transformation, we will experience the shifts. And these, my friends, are the sole assignments that I share with you in some of our podcast sessions. We could choose to ignore them, right? This is an invitation. This isn't somebody pushing and forcing the growth. It's an invitation. But what we will notice is we will continue to repeat them. Until we change them. So every single time we're triggered. So remember the soul contract podcast. Go back to that. Uh, I highly recommend that if you haven't listened to it yet. Reminding ourselves that every time we are triggered. It's our soul's way of getting our attention. To alerting us. Of our next soul's assignment. But remember like I said we have free will. We're not forced. And in the early days, you're going to probably find this quite difficult. You might feel shame, you might feel guilt, you know, of some memories of, you know, what you perceive as your misdeeds come rising out of the depths. But another way of realigning to master manifestation is recognizing that this is also a call for deeper love and self-compassion towards the wounded aspect of yourself the fearful part of you, that would have to have showed up in that particular way to have got his or her basic needs met. And I really needed my love, I needed my patience, my compassion, because without it, I could then potentially create more of the hostile inward environment that I so desperately wanted to escape from. If I wanted love, I needed to attract love. So a great example of the law of of projection is is beautifully illustrated in the Shaolin Temple Hall of a Thousand Mirrors story. I'll share that with you now. A certain temple in China has a unique hall. It's known as the Hall of a Thousand Mirrors. For its walls and roof are stubbed with one thousand mirrors. Many monks train there, perfecting uh, many monks train there, perfecting their moves with extraordinary precision as they see themselves from a thousand different angles. But one day, a dog managed to sneak in. Seeing that one thousand dogs had surrounded him, he felt insecure and threatened. He bared his teeth, growled, and barked to scare the other dogs away. And naturally, one thousand dogs growled back at him and barked not to be outdone he charged at them fiercely 1000 charged back at him breaking some mirrors and getting hurt in the process the dog ran out of energy to fight the other dogs and walked away the monks were appalled to see this injured tired dog and all the shattered mirrors when they came a few hours later they cleaned and repaired the hall and a few days passed and another dog, a small dog, a puppy found its way into the hall. And exactly like the dog before, he saw 1,000 puppies all around him. Overcome with joy, he wagged his tail and 1,000 wagged their tails back. Having found a 1,000 friends, the puppy somersaulted, 1,000 cute puppies, reciprocated in kind. And every time he moved one step towards any of them, the pup in the mirror moved two steps towards him. The little puppy looked at them lovingly out of his soft eyes and every single one of them looked back at him with just as much love. You can hear Teddy in the background. That's really great sound effects actually, isn't it? (laughs) So our world is not too dissimilar from the Hall of a thousand mirrors. You growl and a thousand will growl back at you. You smile and a thousand will smile back at you. So I do have some fantastic exercises, which are specifically designed to help you learn how to look at the metaphorical mirror of life, but also how to unlock your soul gifts as well. And if this is something you think, yes, I really want to create time and space and go on a deeper dive, then I'd love for you to join me on my 5D manifesting course. Details are in the show notes. But in the meantime, it's been wonderful to be with you and sending you all lots and lots of love. And I'm here for you. Remember, you can gather with me on social media, free moon events. I'm also in person if you live locally in Winchester, the United Kingdom. All right, take care. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And I will chat with you soon. Remember to like and share. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Solara Starr will be back next week with great insights into the law of attraction. In the meantime, please visit solarastar.com.